welcome back to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It is the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch and with me is my co-host, the CEO, and the man that has the ability to manipulate time for the purposes of delaying a diet. It is, <laughs> it is Kieran. How are you, mate? I am great. And I just want to point out that it's research... So I wear, not many people wear an analogue clock these days. That's true. And not many people know how to read an analogue clock these days due to technology. But there's a trick you can use. You can wind back time. So if you're going to start a diet at midnight. Which is, which is and you what happened. Be, and you might be eating a, a HSP <laughs> snack pack and it's got chips in it. And you said you're going to do it at midnight. You just wind back the this, time ten minutes so you can eat the chips. So this was it's a very, very good. This is a very rare occasion where we actually went out last night for drinks together, and now we're doing a show the next day. Usually that we used to do a Friday or something like that, but yet yeah, last night at twelve o'clock. So today, as we record, you're officially on keto. I, I am. Yes, back on keto. Back on keto. I was on keto. I got off keto. <laughs> I'm back on keto. But uh, at eleven fifty nine. Your watch was changed <laughs> to suit the need of wanting more HSP. That is correct. Which is a halal snack pack. I, I solve problems. People ask me, what do I do? I solve no, problems. No, I'm not big on the halal snack packs. I'm the, I, I prefer a kebab over there. I was actually very disappointed because you had a kebab. Yeah. And I thought you, you'd be like, you genius. I can't believe we didn't think of that. What, the halal snack pack? Yeah. It's been around for a little bit now. Yeah. In Adelaide, it used to be called the AB. The AB? The abortion. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So, 10, 12... So, years. for all our international ge- uh, viewers, listeners, guests, and all those other... What is a, a, an abortion slash halal snack pack HSP? Well, you get some chips, and you put it in a container, and then you get the the chicken or the lamb, and you shave it off, and you put it on top, a bit of cheese bit of garlic or tomato sauce or barbecue sauce or any other type of sauce you want and then you eat it. It looks like an abortion. It does look like, a bit like an That's abortion. why in Adelaide they call it the, the AB. That's really And there's two places in Adelaide <laughs> that claim to have the original AB. I don't even know if that's a title that that you want to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like getting the like a Blursty or something like that. You know, like a Raspberry Award like for a film. You don't want... What's the Raspberry Award? It's awarded every year for like the worst films, like the worst actor in a film, worst film overall. Oh, right. Worst we, director. So we would qualify for the Raspberry Award of podcasts. You know what? Can we apply to be <laughs> nominated for something like that? We should get in contact with them. Why don't we just create our own award show? <laughs> that way we've. That way we can do what I did with the watch. They would just turn back the time and just nominate, just manipulate nominate ourselves and also lose. <laughs> <laughs> we can even host it. Oh, I would. That's a scary thought. That's a scary thought. But it'd be preparation <laughs> for any other event that we we get invited to 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 host. That's well. That's right. We should do that. We should put our services on like Fiverr or something. But a hundred bucks, we will host any event. And I wonder if we get any takers. Shit, and that's not a bad that's idea. That's not a bad idea. It's like, yeah, how much experience you had? Well, 70 plus episodes of a podcast. Um, we've interviewed a whole bunch of people. Church can manage me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big skill. <laughs> <laughs> that's how this podcast really does get get going. Uh, but very exciting because we, in the, last week, 
we had two episodes go out. Yes, we did. Uh, because I, I like to think that sometimes we miss a week here and there, but we try to make up for it by getting guests on and releasing special episodes on Sundays and stuff like that. So and so we ha- and yeah, and we well, I wasn't there, but Maximo, Maximum Bob, Maximum he, he's, Bob, he's the uh, yeah. current singer of the Stockyard Skinners, mm-hmm. who are fantastic. And uh, the Dally Creeps, and uh, he's sung with Buckethead before. He's sung with a whole bunch of other bands, and including Mac, uh, Mr. Bungle, and uh, with Praxis, and on the Enter the Chicken album. Really, really cool album. So definitely check that. You haven't fully listened to it yet, but you're. Oh, I'm about to listen. You're about to, to, listen to it. it I'm about properly. to listen to it. I, when I finish this podcast, I'll be listening to it on my drive. How exciting! So yeah. hopefully. You fi- found it as great as it was for me. I did fanboy out just a little bit because <laughs> we were Skyping. I could see him and it was like a real thing. I had all the CDs here and I was showing him. I was like, look, I've got this one. <laughs> wow, CDs. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, look, that's how you support the artist. I've even got some of some, uh, one of the... the um... No one buys CDs now. People want vinyls. Yeah, I've got, I've got one or two vinyls of, with him. Vinyls are hip. Yeah, I've got some on my wall. Look at that. Hip and, I know. That's, that's pretty good. Like that. You know what my nephew told me today? What did he tell you I was you flossing. Today? The dance. Oh, the dance. Okay, no, I thought like you were just in the bathroom with a piece of floss having, <laughs> no, no, no. having a grand old time. Yeah, flossing the dance. I'm trying to perfect it. And he's like, he goes to me, it's meant to be cool. <laughs> Is that like dabbing? Like dabbing became really out of fashion like really quickly? Like that. That's not a dab. That's sort of a <laughs> Superman. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, sh- uh, shut up. Shut up, Turch. Uh, you know what? Last night you said... You know, you last night when we were talking, yeah, and we were trying to explain. Every time we meet new people, it's like, oh, we do a podcast together. It's like, what is it about? And I'm like, well, I basically try to get you to talk in a straight line, <laughs> finish the story, and then we start on the next topic, and it's really good. So, speaking of next topics, that was a beautiful yeah. segue. Thank you very much. Um, my rant today is a bunch of news stories that really shit me. Oh, one news story that really shit me, and then a bunch of others that sort of led up to this yeah. that I found afterwards. And I think we've talked about this before. People are starting to marry stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, look, weddings are bad enough because we've ranted oh, about... We, we have talked about how weddings. terrible weddings are. But imagine like this. You get a wedding invitation to a friend's wedding, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, very exciting. Didn't even know that they were dating anybody. Yeah. Uh, very odd, you know. Maybe it's a surprise wedding. You'll never know mm-hmm. until the last minute. Yeah. And that's the way it no, is. I, fucking, I don't like surprise weddings. Uh, I don't think anyone likes a surprise I've, wedding. I've been to a surprise wedding. I, I didn't enjoy it. I was thoroughly not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they didn't feed me. Uh, I was, was very big, very big. disappointed. Um, but, but I think women are starting to... Like, you know, guys don't marry things. Like inanimate objects, I don't think. No. They just sort of make sure that they could... Like, guys would be like, yeah, I'm really into sex dolls and they'll have 10 sex dolls and just fuck the shit out of them. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Even guys that are really into cars, like, oh, I have a fetish for cars. We'll just fuck the exhaust pipe or whatever yeah. it is. Whereas women just go, no, I need to marry this thing. I need to show my love and affection and show it in front of everybody else. See, guys are screwed, right? Yeah. When the sex robots, you know, have such artificial intelligence that they start asking for half when yeah. they break up. Yeah. At least you can turn them off. <laughs> well, you know, oh, maybe boom. there'll be so much AI that you can't turn them off. Uh, but yeah, so guys don't care. Guys are just like, I'm enjoying uh, it. I'm having fun. It's all good. Yeah. Move on. But yeah. women are doing stupid shit. And this is the art. This is one of the articles that started me off onto this thing. 
and then led me to something else. Okay. So the well, first thing is... What are women marrying? Well, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I knew you'd ask that. Notes everywhere. Let's cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. It's Leave great. Leave it in. It's, it's, it's comedy it's gold. Yeah. This woman here is marrying... This math student, math student, is going to marry her Tetris game. A Florida math student is just months away from walking down the aisle with the love of her life, a Tetris video game. She fell in love for the game in 2016, and not long after losing her first love, a $160 Texas Instrument Inspire CX Calculator, who she named Pierre de Fermat, um, she fell in love with this game of Tetris, which is on the NES. It's like the classic one that everyone tries to get the high score on. Who the fuck's doing the wedding ceremony? Well, th- that's what I'm thinking. Like, imagine you get, like, you know, you got a friend. I mean, go, yeah. I'll do it. I'll charge her. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> um, imagine getting the wedding invitation. Like, this is your friend. You go, yeah, oh, I didn't know she was even interested in anybody, let alone dating somebody enough to go, yes, I'll accept the marriage. And then to happen so quick, like, I, know, I probably saw them only two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And then the invitation is, I'm getting married. The, the groom is NES Tetris. <laughs> like, what's the gift you even buy them? <laughs> like, baby what, Tetris. Baby Tetris. <laughs> and his baby is uh, Tetris on Game Boy. <laughs> you know, and I just think it's really stupid. So, like, now you've got a bridezilla who's in love with a Tetris. I can't imagine anything worse. What's the bridesmaid speech going to be? <laughs> No, well, no, no. The we've, the talk- we've talked about <laughs> the bridesmaid speech yeah. and what they're required to do. What's the, okay, so who is the like the groomsman? What? How did this went? Imagine you're a the parent. Imagine dog. you're a parent, mm-hmm. and your daughter's like, "I'm going to marry a Tetris." I'll tell her she's an idiot. Yeah, I, I can't imagine any parent being like, "I'm going to walk you down the aisle," but that's you know. And she, so this is what she says. She's 35, by the way. Um, she goes, "I think Tetris is so beautiful." He's a he calls it heat. Mm-hmm. He's about perfection and he stimulates your mind. Physically, I get a feeling that people in relationships get. Uh, then you just know you're with the right one. Uh, and then she says she's had feelings for monorails, iPods, <laughs> treadmills, and then from the fifth grade onwards, the first time I had real feelings was for a Garmin GPS. So this person's just really attracted to inanimate objects. I say good on her. It's not, it's not affecting the world. Nothing's going to come of it. Well, you know, I'm just it's, it's, I'm just there to exploit the situation. Well, why not? So here's another thing. Yeah. And you were talking about dogs. Yeah. Right. Um, dogs may be Bam's best friend, mm-hmm. but for one British woman, Uh-oh. her canine was her lover. Uh-huh. Okay. And straight away, I'm like, they chose the wrong word. <laughs> this <laughs> because is a, yeah. This is a this is going down the thing of um what uh, zoophilia. Yeah. You know, like there's furry shit and guys dressing up as dogs and fucking each other doggy style. That's. If, I still think that's weird because I think furries are, are, are freaky. Even Lana Del Rey thinks that. She mm-hmm. came out against them, which I think is very funny. Good on her. But uh, this is like is this way just, too far. Is this a male dog she has? Yeah, she has a male dog. So this, okay. Amanda Rogers, a 47 year old divorcee, married. See, this is. Oh, getting... wait, wait. Married her female dog, Sheba, last week in the ceremony. Held in Croatia. Of course you could do it in Croatia. <laughs> the woman appeared on British television, this uh, ITV, this morning to tell the story of their love affair at the wedding, which was attended. Now, here's the thing. This uh-huh. is why I was talking about the attendance thing. It was attended. She lives in Britain. Yeah. Flew to Croatia. Uh-huh. 
to get married to a dog, uh-huh. a female dog, yeah. 200 people went. F- female dog. Female dog. So female and female. And 200 people attended the wedding. Um, Roger said say? She, okay, how's this? Roger said she got down on one knee to propose to four-year-old Jack Russell and believe the dog's tail wagging meant yes. <laughs> Everyone who's driving their car right now is palming their face. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Like, eh, I, I know the wedding to she says here. I know the wedding to Sheba wasn't real in the legal sense, but it's nice and uh, it's nice way to mark what Sheba means to me. Like, look, I had my favorite dog, Pepper, and I'm about to get a new puppy, and I'm gonna love him to bits because he's gonna be the best dog. Yeah. I would, but if Jess goes, I'm gonna marry the dog. I'm gonna go. Great, let's get you to a psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure some tests need to be done. Get away from my dog. You've got uh, your beautiful dog, Vader, yeah. here today. Currently getting a bath by Cuts for Pups. Absolutely. <laughs> Check him out on Facebook. That's right. Um, but I guarantee you're not going to go, that's a church. I need you to be a groomsman or a page boy <laughs> for this. Like, there's just no way in hell like, I could ever see that happening. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, here, you can love an animal a lot. And some people really fuck animals, but okay, you can love an animal a lot. You can love an inanimate object a lot. But marrying it implies there's a r- romantic relationship. Yeah, marrying implies, because I was, was going to go, I've got nothing wrong with a Tetris. That's fine. And then I was like, you said dog. And I was like, uh-oh, if there's like a female male, well, then there's there's some suspect sexual things that can go on there. There's always sexual things between... Two females. That's a that's a thing that happens these days. No, I know, but it's. Haven't you seen pornos? It's, it's, <laughs> I've never seen a female female dog lover porno. Yeah, that's a good call. Like, <laughs> that's a fair call. <laughs> so, I went on and I thought, okay, that's gonna be, that's gonna be one of the weirdest things, and mm. someone's tried to marry, like in, in the same of like you know, a Tetris, a dog. Very weird. What what could be weirder? What could be weirder? What could be weirder? Who needs Mr. Right? Bride, 37, marries herself in a traditional ceremony to hit back at the stigma of being single. Sophie Tanner, 37, marries herself in a ceremony on Brighton. The single writer doesn't think you need a husband in order to marry. She wore a vintage gown, had 10 bridesmaids, and her dad gave her away. They told this morning that she uh, being single ne- uh, needs to be celebrated and not stigmatized. Ten bridesmaids. Ten bridesmaids. You know, so she she kept up the whole way through with the tradition. She threw the bouquet, she cut the cake, and gave herself the first dance. Would you go if you got invited? Would you go? I have to go. Okay, the dog one, absolutely not. Yeah. The uh, Tetris one, absolutely not. Herself. With 10 bridesmaids, I need to see this shit. Because there's no... I can't imagine getting 10... 10 you know what? i got lots of male friends. Like yourself, Traj, all the all the fellas, you know, the guys that come on the show, this and that. I can't imagine me going, I'm going to marry myself, do you want to be a groomsman? And you guys just going, come, no, because you're retarded. <laughs> uh, we will also get you to a psych ward, and we're going to take, you know... Take custody of everything that you own and freeze all your assets to make sure that nothing is. There's obviously some illegal shit going on here. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. he's obviously trying to avoid tax in another way. 
Exactly. That is exactly. And I, I would freeze your assets. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I would make sure you're locked away for a very long time. A very long time. A very long Give time. Give me the best drugs you got. <laughs> <laughs> but, at, you know, so she, wearing a vintage gown, Sophie Tanner tied the knot with herself, surrounded by family and friends. The writer asked a friend to officiate in robes, and she... In robes. She, <laughs> in robes. As she had the illegal ceremony to celebrate her sing- singledom. I now pronounce you wife. Woman happily... Woman happily... Uh, she wore a vintage dress uh, and had her pet dog, uh, Ella, as the ring bearer. And her friend James dressed in rose to perform this, the mock ceremony. But she invited all these people, had ten bridesmaids, all this shebang, with her dad there. Oh, who this- must be the most disappointed man in the history of, of, uh, of the world. Or, or, could be very happy. But you can't be a wife, right? Unless you have a partner. What if she's got split personality? Okay. That would be even weirder. That would be even greater. How would that even work? Well, you, you've, How got, do you, cause you, like, you've got one identity, then you've got another identity. Can you, can you con- control when the split personality occurs? I don't think so. Yeah, because I think most women have split personality. If that, if they could control it, <laughs> I think most women have that. You know, but like that would be weird. Like be like, I do, and then waiting until the split personality comes out and goes, ooh, and <laughs> waddles over to the other side, and goes, oh, I do. You know, but that's obviously not the case. This is just a very, very mm. insane mm. person that uh, wants a lot of attention for being single, and I didn't realize that people weren't celebrating being single, like. There's lots of people that are single. Have a big party. And have a, yeah, like it's called going out every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's called you know, AA meetings, whatever you want to call them. Like there's It's called doing a podcast. It's called well, you know. <laughs> I look forward to the day that I get to marry you and Jess. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's gonna be a very exciting time. <laughs> but that's a normal, like um, it's fine. It's a regular sort of thing. Like you know, I love how you have to justify that it's going to be a normal, fine wedding. It, look, it'll be a shit show hey, in the best possible way. You'll have to bring your dog. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, page boy. Yeah. That'd be very cute and very so, adorable. Yeah. So, all right, all of these stories are leading to the article that is my rate is my is my rage is my you know rant is yeah. my is my problem today. All those mm-hmm. things. And here's the article, and I think this will offend you. As well, which is always a good. That's way. a big call. <laughs> I am very hard to be offended. That, that's true. So very hard to get offended. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so this is the headline, and think about all the things you've just heard, like the person made a Tetris, a dog, herself, you know, all this sort of stuff. And this is the headline. Broke men are making it hard for women to marry. Uh huh. <laughs> It's not surprising to hear that marriage rates are declining, with millennials reportedly marrying less than any generation before. But while this is due to a host of factors, new research out in the US suggests that some of the decline can be credited to the lack of economically available men. Oh! (laughs) You're getting upset. Look at you. It's like, I know why Tosh brought this in. According to the paper published last week in the Journal of Family and Marriage, most single men are unmarriageable due to their place in the current economy of unstable, low-paying service jobs. Most Americans, most American women hope to marry, 
But the short, uh, the current shortage of marriageable men, men with a stable job and good income, is making this difficult, says lead author Daniel Rich, uh, Litcher. To investigate the man drought, researchers created profiles of potential husbands based on real husbands as logged in American community survey, survey data. They then compared these hypothetical spouses with an actual unmarried man. They made up husbands based on the data logged from 2008 to 2012, 2013, 2017, made, 50, uh, made 58% more money than the lineup of real eligible bachelors. They were also 30% more likely to be, un, uh, to be employed and 19% more to have college degrees. It's no wonder they're being snapped up. So basically they're saying that if, it, if you've got a college degree and you're making good money, it's very easy for you to get... Like, women want to marry you. Hang on, this is a study yeah. where they just made up these profiles. Yeah. And they're just asking them, would you marry them, would you not? Yeah. But based oh, on... Oh, that's not valid. But based on economic standpoint, yeah, as a basis. That's interesting. But it's not... It's not... Love is so much more than just... Well, yeah, but I this guess. is the, fo- the fact, the focus yeah. that they're going on. But many... Uh, yeah. Um, Putting love aside, Lichter says, uh, Lichter, this is where you're going on with this, Lichter says that marriage is fundamentally an economic transaction. Oh, it is. It is such uh, an economic many transaction. Women, uh, yeah, many young men today have little to bring to marriage, especially young women's education levels now on, uh, on average exceed their male suitors. Mm. So I just think this is pretty average, right? I feel really bad for the guys that are single. Like, you know, I've obviously been in a relationship for a very long time. But... Women, you know, if you're not making a lot of money, or at least more money, or more educated mm. than a woman, there's very little chance that they're going to be see you as a long-term partner. Yeah, That's, fucked. Which is really sad, because, yeah. you know, um, some guys just you know, don't want to do that. Mm. Or, you know, are happy the way that they are. But to be even eligible... Night, like you know, a very high percentage of the time, they won't even be selected as a possibility. But that's the reason why women aren't getting married. It's because, according to this study, apart from the love aspect, the second most important thing in a relationship is money, and that's a really sad thing to hear. It, <clears throat> I'm not surprised. Well, m- money, you need money, you need money to live, yeah, I right? Understand you need money that. to do things. I, but I don't think, but I, I don't actually think that study is valid. I don't, I don't think so. Actually, either. sorry, I'll rephrase it. It's not reliable. Getting my, <laughs> getting my stats terms right here. It's not generalizable because it's not. Um, uh, relationships aren't based on just. Uh, I, I think they've got more money or not or whatever. Like courting and all these things happen over, over time, but and I then you build up the an, relationship. It's that initial trying to make a connection aspect that I'm worried about because look. A guy could be really great and really fantastic and loving, caring, all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But they, they, women are going to make a snap judgment, it seems like. Well, people are already doing that with Tinder and all the of other... Of course they are. The other things, these snap judgments. Yeah. and But the snap judgments, I think, are closing a lot of po- possible good relationships hmm. that are not solely based on, you know, either sexual attraction or, you know, the, the, you know, the sexual attraction, the initial sort of looking at someone... And the, and the fundamental aspect of economic basis. Mm. And you know what? A lot of people don't, you know, tend, you know, in a relationship that develops over time, things change dramatically. Like, you know, I was, when Jess and I met, she was making more money than me. But now I'm making more money than her. Yeah. But 
it's like, yeah, because I was studying at the time, but I was doing this, and I changed jobs, and she changed jobs, and it works out the way it is. This is where this is where psychology comes in. Yep. You just use the perception, right? You don't say you're unemployed or you don't have a job. You just say, I'm having a gap year. Gap year. A gap year. I'm focusing on my music. <laughs> That's a good one for you guys. But you have to play guitar. That's the issue with that or, one. Or, or, or. Oh, I play bass. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having a bit of a gap year. Yeah. Like, you know. That's probably so, appropriate. So, what is your trick then, Kieran? Because, like, you know, you're the single guy in, out of this uh, this podcast currently. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, you know, I don't look like I'm going to be single for ever. But, you know, but what what's the trick? How do you go, you know, how, I mean, you know, since now you're a lecturer, you're making good monies. <laughs> you're making good government-funded money. I'm monies. making good federal government-funded money. <laughs> But it's def- I, I could definitely see why this study came about and there's definitely a correlation between... Um, it may not be the cause of it, and we talked mm. about this sort of stuff last night. It may not be the cause of people not getting married, but I can see it as a contributing factor to the, and the correlation sort of matches up with that but, sort but, of thing. But I think there's also a few other... There's a few other components, right? Marriage, historically, was the father giving his daughter away mm. to a man who had to work, mm. right, and had to provide. And, you know, what, what happened to the female? The female basically stayed at home, yeah. maybe did a bit of a part-time job and raised the family. Mm. Like, that. that's marriage. That's like the... the and, and marriage is a religious thing as well. Mm. It's very much this... this Religions try and own this monopoly over. Well, it was that, but there's also over. the aspect of like you know by marrying into another part of the royal family, like it was a, a you know higher aspect, of yeah, like, you know, higher society for trading of land and all that sort. Of, there's a whole bunch of reasons. But I, but I don't I, know exactly. But I think but... quickly over the last maybe thirty years, forty years, and I think it's rising exponentially as well. Mm. Number one, people don't necessarily go. Oh, I can be in a relationship, but I don't need to be married. Mm. Um, and why? And why involve the government in such a good time? Why? 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 Because also, divorce rates are actually very high. Well, it's a fi- I think it's almost it's about fifty percent. Yeah, fifty yeah, you know, percent people get married stopped. and then then they then they're divorced. So there's this. Uh, I I think people are just sort of going. Maybe it's not something. Mm. Why? Why do I need to get married? Do I need to do it? What's the point? I'm not saying if you want to get married, don't get married. Yeah. But it's also this pressure of... Yeah. It, it's like from a historical point of view. I think people see it as a as a rite of passage into adulthood, like the next step in a relationship. Yeah. But um, I mean, one of, the other, one of the other interesting components is when we were 20 or 21, there's no way we would have been living at home back when our parents mm. were our age. Like yeah, you yeah. would have had a job and you would have been able to move out. And it's just much harder for people. Well, this is that economic, fine, you know, sort of, sort of it, sustainability it's, aspect. It's can they afford the rent? Can they afford the... Well, it's more than that. Like, or let's the, say the lifestyle that they want. Well, even like, you know, coming out of the university, if you want to go for an, uh, a degree or, you know, going on to honours or, you know, let's just say you just want to do a bachelor's degree, it's going to take you three to four years. So you're 21, 22 by the time you could really get a proper full-time job. Yeah. And start actually making money. Whereas, you know, my, my dad left at form three or whatever it was. He was like 16, 15. Hmm. And, and the, only people, the, and the only people that went back back then as well, the only people that went to university 
where people are going to become like a doctor. Yeah, or a teacher or something, something like that. Like, something yeah. that actually needed a degree. I think with And the- teachers back back then as well wasn't a university. It was oh, a it was, yeah, yeah. it was no, it was teachers college. No, no, well, my mum did a Bachelor of Arts and then did a Masters. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of it would have been teachers college. Yeah, exactly right. So you do teachers college and then you're in and it's same with nursing. Nursing wasn't nursing's relatively new to university. Nursing just used to be on the job training. Mm. I'd say about at least thirty years. Yeah, you know, but, but so you, but you go back, you go back yeah. then. So you you were in the workforce. It's a different sort of. It was, uh, a, I, I guess, a different culture. Yeah, and I think, like, coming from a guy that is a millennial, I think we're in the category of millennials where I still feel like a boomer, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I can understand why. I mean, you're talking like a wedding is like forty thousand. No, but average weddings are thirty to forty thousand Australian dollars, and I can think of far better things to spend well, people, 40000 Like, I saw a thing like, oh, diamond sales are down. I'm like, yeah, yeah of course they are because they're worthless. <laughs> but but <laughs> like we no can, one's buying jewellery. That's that. Well, I, I, I don't know those figures, but, you know, 30 years ago, you you couldn't... Hey, what, even in 1990, 20 years ago, mm. or 15 years ago, um, for my auntie to fly to Perth mm. would have cost her about $2,000. Yeah. Now you can fly to Perth for bloody ninety nine dollars. Yeah, like look how much those prices. We can travel overseas. We can have holidays. People want to go. Oh, I want to go to Europe for four yeah. months. Yeah, that's it. Forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars is like two or three holidays to Europe. Yeah, with two people, you know, and spent it's like not staying at shit like you know mm. shitty places. They're staying in quite nice places. Able to eat well every single day and stuff like that and still come home and still be be safe and I don't know about you but I also think millennials or or the generation are going I want to travel oh yeah I want to do all this all this fun stuff and I can work and I can do that yeah and I also think there's the other there's this other bit of going we don't want to stick to this 9 to 5 attitude well there's that aspect as well and there's a lot more sort of like I want autonomy over Mm. what I do with my life Mm. so I think there's a lot there's a lot at play. There's definitely a lot at play, but I think that, you know, going back to this economic standpoint, and even if you go to, like, the relationship and different mm. goals and this and that, and we're looking back at these three cases that I brought up, none of those women... They're all over 30. They're all over 30, but none of those women are marrying because, you know, they're, they're all not marrying men, but they're marrying something else. I know it's, like, s- symbolic and all that sort of stuff, but it's yeah. just insane to me that they're spending this much... For- of money and other people's time, which I think is the most important thing here. Time. Other time. people's time. Yeah. yeah. Um, into something that's so so stupid. So just, it's just, that, that whole article, just like the headline itself just went, that, how can you blame that as the reason for, you know, uh, the reason I, I women, women, are, women aren't marrying <laughs> because every, uh, men are poor. <laughs> it's like, well, go fuck yourselves. Like, you know, Go fuck yourselves. Everyone's poor. Oh, it's all it's all relative. Oh, you got an article for us. <laughs> uh, I do indeed. I oh shit. You got it. No, I had it and I've I've oh, I've, you've lost I've, it. I've 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 shit. Hang on. That's all right. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> I'm going to bring back my favorite. Segment. Alice is going to get me on this. This yeah, is a really does. good article. Hang on. You talk. I well, need to find this I'm going to bring this up because this is my favourite se- new segment of the show. It is people trying to sell shit. <laughs> Northern Suburbs, 
Fire Swap Cell. Here we go. What have we got today, Kieran? I think yesterday I showed you a fan, a uh, one of those beautiful yeah. like uh, you know fans to cool yourself down, that moves around and stuff like that. You talk into to make the cool robot voice. Someone was trying to sell one for ten dollars. I'm pretty sure they have ten dollars at Kmart new. But let's have a look at this one here. This guy, <laughs> this guy here. You tell me. Tell him he's dreaming. Yes or okay. no? All right. This guy here. Old grass scythe. Make an offer. Pick up Craigie Burned. <laughs> Just a scythe. What the? What? A what? <laughs> a grass scythe. To, to cut the grass. A scythe. He's just got one. He doesn't need it anymore. You make him an offer. You come pick it up. Two bucks. Two bucks. Uh, he, he said it was free. But oh. make him an offer. Make him an offer. Okay. Now, look. This one here creeped the shit out of me. Yeah. So, it is a children's Prince of Thieves Aladdin costume mm. it's so this lady here is selling it worn once the white t-shirt in the picture is on the child is not included first to collect no holds on other sites which means like you know she's posted on yeah. ebay as well pick up only from craigie Burt. how much do you think a once worn by a child costume of aladdin is worth has the child shit in it I don't know, but it's worn me worn <laughs> once by the child. $30. Oh, you're paying more. She only wants 15 so this oh, might be shit. a bargain for you. <laughs> okay, now this is my favourite one because of the picture. Now, okay. I know it's not a visual thing, but I will show you this. So this guy's selling a floor lamp. It's 1.8 metres tall. He's moving house, so you know, it's that. and it's a pickup only. How much is a floor lamp, you think? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's thirty. Tell him he's dreaming. But it, describe the describe the describe the lamp in the picture. Can you see the lamp in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can see a door. I can see uh, an armchair and a window, and I can see a black stick. That's it. <laughs> no lamp. No lamp. Just the stick. I took me like a minute to <laughs> actually figure out what the hell I was looking at. A black oh, stick. So very exciting. It, it's always a whirlwind experience when it comes to um, the buy, swell, swap sort of things. I'm sure more people got crazy stuff. If you've got crazy things that you've seen on those sort of stuff, uh, make sure you send us an email. At the We Only Do One, po- uh, one, we only we do do one, take one Podcast at gmail.com. Damn right. That's the one. Now, Kieran, have you got your article up here? I've stalled oh, as long oh, as I possibly can. <laughs> now, I've got, my, I've got my other article. Okay, yeah, I've got my other good. article, so... That's fine, um, but I will I will find it because you'll you'll fucking you will. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm intrigued. I'm you intrigued. will die. Um, penetration testers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a penetration tester is? Oh, I, I know, uh, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm, I was gonna make the sex joke, but I thought you know what? I won't. Mm-hmm. It has to do something with if bullets can go through doors. No. Okay, what is it? No, but I know someone who was not in related to this penetration testing, but he was a penetrator. But it, it was a penetrator <laughs> tester. It was on his business card. It said penetration t- tester. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I'm just what, thinking, what is that? And he worked for one of the banks. And I was uh-huh. like, what is it? A hacker. It's oh, another name for a hacker. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. The yeah. penetration tester. So they penetrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I gonna, get it. I you're going to penetrate, it. You, get you know? It. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Visualize the arm movement, people. <laughs> right in there. <laughs> Got to get up and penetrate. Uh, penetration testers are jail- have been jailed 
uh, in an Iowa courthouse break-in attempt. Okay. Two security contractors were arrested on September the 11th as they attempted to gain access mm-hmm. to the Dallas County Courthouse. The two employees a cybersecurity, uh, from a cybersecurity advisor firm decided that they would break in to test the courthouse's security. Wait a second. The Okay, because they're cybersecurity blokes. Yeah. So they're usually digital, but they're trying to do, test the actual security. Yeah. So they're trying to knock down the door. <laughs> no, no, no! Like the, like the, you know, like the, the swipe scan, cards, the swipe, ca- the swipe cards, right. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were they hired by the court to do so? Uh, well, they just thought, uh, look, obviously we can do it. We'll, we'll charge you. It's like, it's like throw a brick. Have you ever seen that thing? It's like that someone throws a brick through a window and yeah. it's on the, there's a card on there for a glazier. <laughs> like you know, this is that sort of scam that I'm sort of I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the Iowa State Court officials who ordered the test never told county officials about it. (laughs) (laughs) And evidently, no one anticipated the physical break-in would be part of the test. That's fantastic. (laughs) So there's a bunch of guys there with a whole, like, no, the Google glasses on, they've got a hacker thing, they've got a briefcase full of full of digital stuff and they're just trying to do it with a scanner card and stuff like that. Yeah. And these just guys, there's two security it's blokes. like men, men, men in black. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On, um, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. And, you know, but there's two nerdy looking blokes. Yeah. <laughs> going, now we can get into here. Let me just do this card. And just beep, beep. No, no, no. And the security guards just tackled him like fear tackled these two yeah. blokes in. <laughs> in jail over weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the lawyers of the of the business to go. Um, excuse me, this is going to cost you. Yeah, but this is an example of the legal risks faced by security testing firms. It's it's a government uh, worry. A government worry. Well, the government needs to do something. Does it? Does it really? Or does someone just need to tell the other people in the building what's happening? You know, it's like a fire drill. You don't go to two people, how are we doing a fire drill? Like, you know, go downstairs at 12 o'clock. Everyone in the building knows about the fire alarm. I turned up to work. <laughs> you know, you know. Right, I turned up, I turned <laughs> okay. up to work. Apparently like, that doesn't happen. Uh, no, it doesn't. Well, if you read your... We get these big, long newsletters sent out every day or whatever with things, and I just glance over them. Yeah. I, so I missed the fire alarm testing that was a. <laughs> so you went to your car, you came back, and everyone's evacuated. Like so I was like, I was like, I can't remember what the was rapture going on. came. Is closed I, on the I floor. Had no meetings or whatever. <laughs> so I've, I've turned up to work at ten thirty, or just just before ten thirty. I've got a coffee, which is you know bought from out of town, so people can you know can go fuck you, like you're late. Yep. And you've went out and you've wasted time getting a coffee. Like yeah, fuck yeah. you. But you're, I was like, I don't care. You're right? Government spending at work, people. Yeah. And so I turn up. I turn up and I've still got my bag and I'm like, you know, we're about to go into my office and then I hear that womp, womp. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm sp- I'm, I was like, because I, I was about to make it to my office and go, yes, no one's noticed. No one's noticed me. Yeah, but like, obviously everyone's going to know. No one's noticed that I've turned up late. Like, I've got away with it. How great's this? Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm looking forward to... But my colleague Dixie... Yeah. Had made a coffee. Yeah. She, she uses the pot system yeah, yeah, yeah. and the thing. And so she brought the whole pot out. Oh, wow. <laughs> she just thought it was a real fire. It's like, yeah, I can put some water, I can put something out yeah. just in case, you know, quick, <laughs> quick getaway. I'm really looking forward to when Australians, because American schools are currently doing like 
uh, active shooter drills. So like, yeah, which which I just think to myself, imagine like you go into like you're a kid, and you want to shoot up the school, right? And then you go to an assembly, and they go, right, we're gonna teach you what to do, how to act, and where to go if a shooter is at the school. And this kid's just gone, uh huh, the gym, huh? That's where you're going. <laughs> How stupid can you be? <laughs> like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, you're all gonna be under the desk. You're under the desk. Under this. Yes, yes, yes. And you're um, all gonna lock the oh, door. How so are you I... gonna lock the door? Oh, you're gonna put a piece of furniture behind it. Uh huh. Huh. Um. When are you gonna do that? When are you gonna do that? Oh, that's how you can. Like, it's just giving them. It's like telling them. Like, all right, we're not gonna teach you how to fly the plane. It's like <laughs> it's like uh, uh, military strategy, right? Yeah. Is never be predictable. No, but they're telling him exactly how to do it. Yeah, which makes it totally predictable. Like you know, it's, it's different. Like going to fire drill. Okay, we're all going to evacuate to a spot. I never understand why they don't have two spots. Hmm. Because just in case, what if that place is also burning down? Do you still go to the spot that you're meant to go to? Well, we did this fire drill, right? We did this fire drill. And me being a, a volunteer firefighter knows one or two things about fire. And so yep. where we evacuate, I'm going. I'm surrounded by buildings. <laughs> or trees or something I'm like that. I'm surrounded by buildings and obviously this building's on fire. And I just went, no, fuck that. I would be going out to my car and getting the fuck out. Yeah, just drive away. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not staying here. And then there's the guy who's got a... He, for some reason, speaks to us and tells us about the fire drill and how long it took and the importance of it. And I just imagine the car went to say, Mr. Burns, he's like, time, he's like, I don't know how long it took this, it only has, <laughs> only goes up to 60 minutes. <laughs> Everyone's still in the building, like they're making out and doing yeah. this and that. And then Homer locks the door behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, sir! Uh, uh, oh, well. Well, you've watched the new David Chappelle special? Yes, you I You know have. all about Juicy Smollier, the French actor? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> so for people who don't know and haven't watched the David Chappelle special didn't know uh Jussie Smollett is in a, a, a black gay actor yeah. in America the L's and the G's and the, the L's, G's all the that T's. sort of yeah. stuff uh but he uh claimed that he was attacked by two men mm-hmm. uh two white supremacists wearing MAGA hats and they called him um they, they said to him this is MAGA country uh they called him the n-word and they had a piece of rope, and they were going to hang him. Uh, this was then... He went on all the circuits, including Oprah and a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Oprah's not doing too well these days. She he bought the Jussie Smollett sort of stuff. She bought the whole Michael Jackson thing, and now it's recanted on that. She's not doing too well. She's not on TV anymore. Uh, she does, uh, does she, she has do? like a, a HBO, like, gotta pay. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always been on HBO. I, think, or something like that. I don't know. I thought she just quit Oprah, and then... Oh, she does like occasional talks here and there. Okay, yeah. uh, just to keep her fame. Uh, well, you know, you got to you got to do something when you're one of the best friends of Harvey Weinstein. That's true. Uh, uh-huh. okay. Anyway, so Justice Smollett did this and that, and he called the cops. And said, "Yep, I was definitely like it was a hate crime, this and that." And then they found, and then the police went out, did all their investigation, and they found out that he was not attacked by white supremacists randomly on the street of New York in negative two degree. Um, weather yeah he was attacked by a planned attack that he hired two black nigerians who on the day bought mega hats and a rope hired is the key word there. Oh, hired hired sorry yeah. and came up to him saying this is maga country 
in their Nigerian accents, and then he called the cops. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Basically what happened, and he was going to go to jail and have to pay fines and this and that. And Dave Chappelle made a great thing. It's like, why would a white supremacist watch a, sh- uh, watch a gay black man on Empire? Like, there's no... Like, <laughs> a gay, a white supremacists aren't watching that. They're watching KKK rallies and all that sort of, you know, that stuff. They're not watching gay men act. <laughs> yeah. They're not watching RuPaul's drag No, that's show. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. They're not going to go up to RuPaul and go, ooh, you know, uh, this is Mugga country. And they're not doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Jussie Smollett's lawyers, actor unaware alleged attack would trigger extensive investigation. Mm. So uh, Smollett's attorney said the actor shouldn't have to pay the Chicago $130,000 because he had no way of knowing how much time officers would spend on the probe. You can't fucking fraud. (laughs) (laughs) So... He's just like, oh, I need you. Like, I did a hate crime, this and that. You've got to catch these guys. And instead of catching the guys, they found out it wasn't true. And they found out exactly what happens. Like, He's well, wasting you, their you, time. You wasted all our time. We need the time back. And otherwise, you're going to go to prison. He goes, I didn't think you would investigate it as hard as he did. <laughs> like, <laughs> insanity. That's like, and you know what they say, like, you know, in America, like, uh, cops are racist in America. No, they did. They went above and beyond. They believed him, investigated, found that he was wrong, and now are charging, charging him. him. Yeah, for Which fucking fraud. The right thing for fraud. And now he's like, oh, no, you did too good a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, there's only so many people in the world I can say do too good a job at their job. Like, lawyers do too good a job because they know exactly. Accountants do, most of the time, do really good, too good at their job. Police, all right, you know, occasionally they'd stuff up and this and that. But in this case, he's complaining that they did too good a job. I've never gone, you know, a tradie's come in, done some work for me, and gone, ah, he did too good a job. Yeah. Never in my life have I ever had that. <laughs> if yeah. I could have one person do too good a job at their job for one, for once and I'm paying for a service, I'd be amazed. But this guy's complaining that police did too good a job on his case. That's not really a defence. It's, it's not a defence! <laughs> is, is the lawyer saying that or is he saying that? Um, uh, Him and his lawyer. That's his attorneys. Fire the lawyer! You know, oh, that's t- not an but argument. here's the thing: attorneys couldn't have known that the police report of alleged January attack would trigger 138 uh, hours of police overtime in the report. They don't typically result in such extensive investigations. But you're you're a big actor, and you brought up a whole thing about it. That of course they have to do extra work. But this is my favorite thing: Chicago police have released nearly 70 hours of video on the Juicy Smollett case, which means that they absolutely, definitely know. This was a fake attack with all the evidence provided. Yeah. Because of all... And he's going, oh, just wish you just... You shouldn't have done so much work, guys. <laughs> guys, I was just trying to get media headlines. Yeah, I was, just, I was just trying to continue my contract on the Empire show, which is basically what happened. Oh, fa- favourite thing. And J- Dave Chappelle, right again. Right. D- that, if you haven't listened to that Dave Chappelle show... The Bill Burr one's really good as well. I haven't got onto that one. Oh, that's next. Getting onto get that, that one. one. Um, listeners, listen to Dave Chappelle. Oh, he's great. That's great. great. Turch. Yes. I found the article. Yes. Um, a little while ago, you were talking about tacos and burritos. Yes. Right. And why don't you recap just quickly? What was I talking about? Tacos and burritos. I don't know. Tacos and soft shells and something like that. And what's not a taco or something's a taco. Oh, we were talking about hot dogs. 
Oh, was it hot dogs? It was hot dogs. Is a hot dog a, a sandwich or its own thing? Okay, well this and I made the argument. No, it's a taco because it's sort of that shape. Yeah, and you put thing and put the stuff on top. Okay, so this article may not be as funny now. <laughs> <laughs> Still, continue, continue, continue. Uh, because I've I've totally misinterpreted the wrong thing. <laughs> All right. I'm sure it's still good, but I'm sure it's still good. But continue. What have you got for us about tacos and America's burritos? first taco editor. Taco editor. editor. Yep. Says that burritos are actually tacos. Oh. Uh, see, now it's not funny. It's still good because, yeah. like, you know, I can see the I can see the line, train of thought. I can see the line of thought, like, you know, the linear progression. Turch said something about tacos. I have a story about tacos. I will bring it in. It'll be a nice sequitur. But I didn't really talk about tacos. It was a joke at the end of the part about hot dogs being a sandwich. <laughs> That's and this is really when people ask, "What is the podcast about?" Oh, it's the worst trying to explain it. <laughs> this needs to be another one of those sound bites. All right, I'll get. I'll put it together. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, the rest of the articles just just. But wait, wait. What? Why does he say that a burrito is a taco? Oh well, he well he says it's a controversial opinion. Of course. Um, and that there are a couple of books out there that try to explain this. I gotta say, tacos are very close to burritos. One is the Last Tacos de Mexico book, right? And the other one is the La Tacopedia. Because I would say tacos are pretty close. I mean, especially, like, maybe not hard shell tacos. Yeah. Because that's got a certain... Burritos are soft shells. Yeah, but soft. A, soft sh- a soft burrito, a soft yeah. taco, like, you know, you, you sort of hold it that way. But if you folded it up like you would a kebab, then yeah. it becomes a, a burrito, doesn't a burrito. it? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I think that might be his argument. Uh, it could be his argument. Um, he doesn't really tell me an argument. He talks about the books. And oh, okay, kind of so stuff. he wrote two books. Yeah, and he's trying to flog them off because yeah. he's got this controversial opinion. And he's a taco editor, and he talks he's about a tacos. taco editor. Yeah, how do you get him on the show? How do you get that title for the New Yorker? That's that's a sad day for the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do Watergate? Was that them or the New York Times? Oh. It, it, one of them broke Watergate. I feel like I feel like the New York Times. Feels New, like the New, New York, York Times. Times is the premier of them. The, the New York is just like the, the crap one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. New York is a good... It apparently has really upper-class, highbrow humour, but it's like in the comics. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, that's how I know. Like, I think The Simpsons made a few jokes about it. Yeah. It's like the, Homer reads it. It's like, that's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while, while I've got the, the floor... While you've got the floor. While I've got the floor, I told you that I have a surprise. You have a surprise. But I couldn't tell you yesterday. Okay. I had to tell you on the show. Okay. What is the surprise? I've, I've been very, very curious. It's kept me up at night. Turch. Yes. We are one step closer. One step closer to having a Patreon account. Oh my goodness gracious. Gra- <laughs> we have, I've registered. You've registered. I have received the emails. You've re- <laughs> oh my God. This is amazing. I now just have to talk to you about what's the extra content and the the how we're going to package it up. Of course, we will we'll definitely discuss but that. But that's the good news. Oh, that's amazing! That is absolutely amazing. Well, you know what? When this episode comes out, we'll have talked discussed in the But if people want different types of extra content, well, that's where I, was, where I thought we need to get some uh, of our listeners. What is some of the extra things that they want? Absolutely, I think we could definitely do that. I've always said we should like have a film on. 
and we review the film as the film is going on. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be pretty fun. We can always get other people in and this and that. Uh, but we can always do another extra, like, you know, an extra, extra episode. Extra, extra, extra episode. Yeah, and we just and we discuss any topic that we want to bring in. But, uh, yep. but there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can do. No, there's a whole bunch. We're on the way. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm very excited. I've, we've talked about it for 71 episodes, <laughs> four episodes or something stupid like that. And here we are. Well, Kieran, what is yes. your favorite uh, board game of all time? Oh, shit. Monopoly. Monopoly comes to mind. Well, is it my favorite? Is it though? your favorite? It I don't know. Favorite? Look, the good thing is my story is about Monopoly. Okay. Oh, this is amazing. I don't know how you did that. Sometimes we're <laughs> telepathic. Telepathetic. Um, yes, sometimes we are pathetic. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. And we telepathetic. But there's there's a new Monopoly coming out, Kieran. I think this might interest you. Uh It's a new game of Monopoly where women make more than men. That's not Monopoly. (laughs) Uh, One of America's most recognizable board games is getting an upgrade. Hasbro is debuting a new game game celebrating women's empowerment. Miss Monopoly. Marketing the, for the first time in Monopoly history when a new mascot will be featured on the game cover. The twist? In Miss Monopoly, female players will get more money. Unlike the classic game, women will collect 240 Monopoly bucks every time they pass go, while male car- players will collect the usual 200. The idea is to create a game where women make more than men, the first game to do so according to Hasbro. That's not equal opportunity! <laughs> So yeah, so the, uh, the announcement of Miss Monopoly comes a few weeks after the company received criticism for uh, Monopoly Socialism, a tongue-in-cheek game that sparked debate for its flippant handling of socialism. Hasbro also debuted Monopoly for Millennials in 2018, poking fun at stereotypical millennial trends such as avocado and toast and veganism. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, and, there you go, and here it says, It's a new fun take on the game that creates... A world where women have an advantage often enjoyed by men, the company said in a statement. But don't worry, if men play their cards right, they can make more money too. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a bit of a look at this. So the banker doles out $1,900 of Monopoly money for each female player off the bat, but only $1,500 to male players. And as you go on, $240 going forward for women, $200 for men every time they pass go. But it's a game. Okay. I get the fun, but I'm also really pissed off. It's like Monopoly is already equal. Yeah. Like everyone starts off exactly the same. You know, man, woman, child, dog, trans person, monkey that knows how to play the game, all exactly the same. Right? And Um, and it just comes down to luck. When, it's it's luck, yeah. It's luck, and and then your ability to make a, dis- a, a and decision making. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. I didn't realize that like women struggled to play Monopoly, but they're in the top ten Monopoly players. None of them are women, hmm. so maybe this will help them. But it's very sad to say that at a game that actually it, is one hundred percent equal, it won't because I I've done this. I know I've done my research. There's an area on the board where you buy. Yeah, of course. Where you, where you land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because people are going to get. Oh wait, what's your? What do you think? Okay, right so people are going to get jail. Yeah. And then they're going to go from uh, so they're going to then they've got to go into the jail cells. Yeah. And then they're likely to roll between one and twelve. Yeah. From from there. Yeah. 
with it, let's say, being... Well, not one. They can't... Oh, sorry, two, two and... Um, <laughs> sorry. Almost, I would say impossible. Yeah, two and um, two and 12, right? Yep. But they're probably going to get a five, a six, or a seven. So, so you, is it like me? You can get the purple properties and the and the orange properties, that whole street? Yeah, so Those it's are the that ones you bend. Want. It's that bend. Yeah. It's that bend from... Into the red ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want, the, you want them to get out of jail... And they're going to land on them. your property. But then you also want to get that bend around the corner. Like, yeah, yeah. And you want to load up on houses and hotels. That's the ones. That's that, that's my. Oh, that's always my strategy yeah, too. That's, try- the, that's the danger. Well, look, I just made, wrote a few little things about this because I can't wait for Trans Monopoly. Yeah. Where everyone is subtly changing how much they can get. You know, a game where, you know, it's a game, the Trans Monopoly where game we plays you to guess the gender of the people that they are playing with and what pronouns they use, but don't guess it wrong or you'd be sued for discrimination. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing, like, can you imagine coming home with this, speaking of families, like, you know, you come home with it, with the box of it, and you go, honey, kids, round up the kids, we're going to play a game Monopoly. And as you're reading the rules, your son is sitting there going, this is the biggest fucking bullshit <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. But are they implying... That this is to be uh, to be even competitive at Monopoly, women need a leg up. Like that's what they're implying here. Mm. They'd even be competitive, which I think says even more about what Hasbro think. Oh, I'm all for for putting more female characters in, or yeah. just the little icon things, or whatever. Whatever. Well, look, the sad thing is about this Miss Monopoly is that all the pieces are irons. Um, all the characters are the iron. Oh no! All way. of them. No. Huh. <laughs> But you bought it. I was going to be like, that's shit. That's <laughs> that's a- very funny. <laughs> that would be, that's hilarious if uh, they did that. That's a stereotype they fucked up. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just cats. <laughs> ah, Kieran, you got another article for us? Sometimes we're- like this, I'm glad we're on the internet. Trump watch. Oh, you got Trump watch. Oh, I've got Trump oh, watch. Oh, man. Go for it. What do you got for me? Donald Trump. Yep. The president. Yes. Also likely to be the next president. Most likely. I think he'll win. Explains that his distinctive orange is due to fluorescent light bulbs. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. You know, apparently on... I haven't really liked Trump recently. I think he's been a bit of a dick. Like he's, tr- he's trying to ban vaping. That's oh, okay. Bit- yeah, I have stopped. I've, I don't yeah. know. I'm like everyone else going, my life has not been impacted yeah, since Trump has become president. No. But yeah, he's trying to stop vaping. I'm like, okay, that's a bit stupid. He's, he doesn't like video games. I'm like, that's a bit stupid. Like, you know, they don't cause people killing people and stuff like that. Yeah. No evidence for that. Uh, but recently he's... But the, fun, the only things I know that he's done recently is that that hurricane, I can't remember what it was called, went through America, but he drew his own map on top <laughs> of the... <laughs> and you can just see it's like his permanent marker and he's talking about it, how right he is. And it's wrong... Yeah, but the he got to the wrong answer the right way. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> talking about that sort of stuff. He he got to the wrong answer the the correct method. Yeah, but he got to the wrong answer instead of getting like the right answer with the wrong method. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I think it was one of the two. I can't remember. Fantastic. He's doing he's doing fine. He's done. He gives. Yeah. Well, the Democratic debate. He had, I just saw Trump send out a video of someone else. And it's the Democrats just going, um, like, saying one phrase over and over, but all of them are saying it. Yeah. And uh, well, it's very funny. I was um, I was speaking to a marketing person uh, who was who 
was really it was really interesting because talking about politics and all that kind of stuff. And they said, I could have told you Jeremy Corbyn was going to win the Labor Party in England. Oh yeah, right. And I could have told you that um, Donald Trump was going to win. Yeah, I told I, you that. <laughs> and I said, but how? What? No, this is their this is their point, right? Donald Trump is so distinctively different from all the other competitors who are all politically polished, right? Yeah. That is just your there's people you can't that think are, of anything else. It's like if you've got all these zeros and then one X yeah. and then all these zeros. You notice the X. He's just attracting people because he's so different. Jeremy Corbyn in England, mm. the Labour person, who was the only political candidate with a beard. Oh, yeah, that's true. I know, I still love me some Nigel Farage, but Bor- Boris, what's his name? Boris, Boris Johnson. is so different. Oh, Boris Johnson, he's, yeah. he's a fucking lad. <laughs> he's just, just, I don't know whether I love him, but I, I haven't looked at his policies yet. I've got no idea about his policies. No, that's but, right. But as, as a guy, like I've, I've only seen the videos of him knocking down kids while playing rugby with them. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's the guy. That's the one I want. It's like seeing John Howard do some spin bowling and fucking it up. Completely, or him watching. Even better, he knocked down a kid. Yeah. Jo- Boris Johnson, he knocked a kid down. His best. Anyone else, that would have been like child abuse. Yeah. Oh. He, he gets away with it. He yeah. gets. He bloody gets away with it. And I'm, I'm glad that, because it's funny at the end of the day. That's what you, you want in a politician. Bit of knocking down kids and this and that. But why, why does Boris attract? Why does he win? Because people go, I can... He's so different to the other candidates mm. that I could, and they're like, I could have a beer with him at the pub. Yeah, it's like Bob Hawke. Yeah, yeah. Except you probably couldn't keep up with him. Oh, probably. I oh, know. No world way. record. Record yeah. <laughs> smashing beers. That's an ex-prime minister right there. That's how you win a crowd. You drink beers at the at the cricket <laughs> for forty years on. He did that. He did he yeah. smash beers yeah. at the cricket all the time. Right. He was like ninety. He was smashing beers. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and on that note, Kieran, I think we'll wrap it all up here. Yeah, that's fair it's enough. It's been a good, good, good old fun type of episode. And this will be out on Thursday. Thank goodness. But for all your other wanking needs, people, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, and very soon, hopefully, the Patreon will be up and it'll be Patreon. absolutely amazing. Uh, and if you'd like to send us some hate mail, death threat, or a rant, or let us know what you want us, some additional content. that we, You know, we don't want to just... Say, give us money. We want to give you something for that money that you give us. That's right. Because it's going to... That, that that little money that we're going to ask is going to just help with the, the things that we need to keep this podcast running. That's right. Everything from uh, trying to get more guests on and... Uh, yeah, new guests, SoundCloud account. Yeah, let's, let's make sure we can host it and all that sort of fun little bullshit yeah. doing there. And hopefully some live events. How amazing would that be? That would be great. You know, and that sort of thing. But make sure you email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, thank you so much for another fantastic episode. Thank you very much. And we'll see you all next Thursday. I can't believe you made it. What do you mean? The Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, I've been getting emails from them. So I've signed up. What is it? I signed up and then something went wrong. I can't remember. I I can't. (laughs) Something went wrong, but then I had to create a second account. And so I get double the emails from Patreon now. Oh, no. That's good. That'll do.